five, four, three, two, one. I'm John Miglosh for the WDMA. We're fighting for direct marketing and direct mail every day. Believe it or not. We've gotten a lot of nice comments lately. I got the comment thing warmed up, so if you're on YouTube or Facebook or LinkedIn, um, maybe Twitch, not sure, and um, Telegram, I think I'm broadcasting, but I don't think I'm really telling anybody, so you can go there too. Um, there might be something else. I know, Twitter. I'm on Twitter. I don't know that the comments come through from Twitter. I don't think I've ever had anybody comment. <laughs> But I have thousands of followers over there. Okay, so let's get started. We're going to have some fun, of course, as usual. We'll start with something silly. Here we Your go. Your home. Your home. For adventure. I love Your this home. For romance. For <laughs> romance. Your home. For big savings. Savings. Hey, Mom, have you seen my... Because when you bundle home and auto with Progressive, your home is a savings paradise. Whenever I don't know what bundles to do, progressive. bundles with Progressive. Okay, so <laughs> whenever I don't know what to do for the beginning, I go to Progressive commercials. <laughs> now, you know, I'm all for diversity, and I've talked on this subject a few times, but why do they have the the white guy salesman playing the steel drums? If ever there was a place for a nice uh, Caribbean motif, there, I don't know. I guess they. I guess maybe that's what your agent really looks like. But I do like the way he tips his head back and laughs because that's what you, that's what they do. Anyway, enough of that. Let's get over to the real news. Um, but while I'm clicking on things, I want you to notice I got my. I got my movable gizmo working, and you probably can't read that, but down below over in the other one, there, over there at the bottom, you can see the details, and you can go to WDMA.org. We're going up to Minnetonka next week, Thursday. That's a week from today. I already have some really amazing people signed up. I'm going to have to send... I'm going to have to send Patrick Carroll uh, a special invite because um, we're going to talk about his stuff today. But before we do that, we want to talk about Park Run. Park Run hails the power of print and my my <laughs> famous last words, my message machine just quit. And I only have, there's one way to put, make it come in. It's It's making me log in and when it does, it makes me look at, like six sets of pictures of where's the fire hydrant and where is the school bus. And uh, half the time I can't even see it in there. They're making them so fuzzy that the computers can't even see them. The bots. And we're going to probably do a big bot thing if I can get a hold of of Augustine Yu, he, or Fu rather, Augustine Fu. He's got a really gr great article that's really interesting, but I want to get a bigger picture of it. So Augustine, if you're out there... Um, let me at your 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 website and I'll talk nicely about you. Okay, so Park Run, um, I I had never heard of Park Run. I thought it was some little community gathering of runners in England somewhere. It says it's community running and physical activity organization. Park Run has launched its own free magazine, citing mental health benefits of being away from the screen. In an increasingly digital world, I don't know if you can read that, but you can get the 
You can get the show notes going to WDMA.org and figure that out. Um, so anyway, I they handed these out at a uh, at one of the runs to, to launch it. And I thought, well, it's just, you know, must be some some community in the UK. And it turns out that it's they have Saturday runs and they're they're every Saturday in the summer, I guess. And there's some 2000 runs <laughs> and in 23 countries. <laughs> so it's a bigger deal than I thought by quite a bit. And uh, there's a bunch of nice quotes about how they chose to become uh, become to go into print because of the getting away from the digital world um, and they hand them out so they don't even have to pay the postage. And that's all, always an option with print. Um, you know, I don't know if there's any testing or anything, but I just like, you know, that somebody printed something. Okay, so now we're going to get over to Patrick Carroll's relatively long article. We're going to dive right into that, uh, eight or nine minutes. And, and one of the reasons I like Patrick is because he sounds like somebody who's actually done mail who's actually helped clients walk through the process. And he's at SQL in Minneapolis. And so he will try to get him over to the show uh, or over to the meetup next week, see if Patrick can come. Or Eric, too. Eric, get one of those two celebrities to come to our show. Or to our, it's not a show. We just buy a beer uh, and we talk about direct mail and our successes and our failures and what's going on. So it's a lot of fun. You won't have that happen just stumbling into a bar. So anyway, <laughs> direct mail. Lower cost is not the same as lower cost per acquisition. Okay. And uh, so brands new to direct mail may experience sticker shock uh, when they look at mail for their customer acquisition strategy. But low cost equals low CPM, CPA is common uh, at every stage of the direct mail process. There's always ways you can cut corners, and some may cut response. Some may not. That's the tricky part. And that, I think, is the theme of Patrick's writing here, and I like that. Okay. Yesterday, I talked about how we went to a lower-grade paper. We were printing 6 million catalogs, which is a pretty good run. And we, we, we tested, in one case, we were this was one of the drops, just one of the drops. We tested 300,000 pieces of more groundwood paper, but we were on rotor gravure, which can put a lot of ink down. And so we were hoping just to save some money, not worry too much about response and, uh, or hope it didn't hurt it too badly. It actually went up. Uh, it went up 20% just for putting it on worse paper. Sometimes your, your, your printing sends the message that you're, you're a high-priced brand when, in fact, you're not. You're very price competitive, so you got to watch out for that. Okay, CPA is a metric used by marketers to determine the cost uh, of acquiring a new customer. So you take the campaign costs and uh, divide the by the number of sales. Okay, sales would be a new customer, right? And so that's your cost per sale, your advertising cost per sale. I would be want to be a little more precise if I was talking with the, with the uh, CFO. It's the, it's the advertising cost per new customer acquired. Now, you can take that even further and, and get the, get the uh, sales per piece or the, uh, or the profit per piece. 
um, they like that when you get down to the profitability. But in this case, it's it's a good way to, or it's a way to measure the um, the campaign performance. Now, you might also start uh, thinking about the 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 uh, ratio of ad spend to sales, and um, because some sales are bigger than others, some some uh, lists, some campaigns will generate a higher revenue. So then you're, you you know you still got you could have a you could have a higher cost per acquisition per customer, but actually make more profitability. There's a lot of ways to look at the numbers, but it's almost important to get it to the sales numbers. <clears throat> so the real question is how many more sales when you change. Like here he says, you could be sending a little postcard with a few demographic selects, or you could be sending an oversized letter package with a high-end data generating more sales. So then this is a way to quantify it. Okay, so the first thing he says is a shared mail or a co-op mailer, like a Valpac, versus solo mail. Uh, the average shared mail is $0.03 cents because you're sharing an envelope with lots of other brands. Um but your targeting is limited. Now, solo mail is more expensive, but Patrick says it's, you can get 10 times the response. So 10 times the cost, 10 times the response, it's a wash. But maybe you like it better. Maybe those customers looking long-term have a higher retention rate. All of those things can come into play and, and suggest that a higher cost is more, actually more efficient and more valuable long-term. Uh, so you can solo mail lets you target more, and um, costs 10% 10 times higher, but the conversion 10 times higher. Format. This was an interesting one. I like this one. He said, "Oh, and there's a case study which I actually have right here, the diet meal case study, where they decided that they were they had a significant dip in digital leads, and they'd already tried shared mail, so SQL." got them to go with a solo direct mail piece. I would imagine that would be that would make sense because a dietary meal delivery service is, you know, fairly complicated. You want a lot of pictures of the food, is this good food, is it going to taste okay? You know, does it does it arrive in good shape, right? I like going to the grocery store. I have to go anyway cuz I'm out of butter or something like that and you didn't send me any. Um so anyway, they tested and this is the part I liked. They tested offers, creative offers and lists, hopefully not in that order, because it should be lists, offers, then creative probably. Um, but they had staggering success in a two-mail period. They then leveraged, and this is really important. This is what we did in the, in the, in the, in the, uh, in the LoveSack case. Then they leveraged that, what they'd learned, into digital at Facebook and email and further poured gas on it, as I'd say. And so they had a 67% year-over-year in sales, which is a really good metric. The sales went up. Now, it's not the only one. The ad budget might have gone up 300%, but still might up, might work out. Depends on your margin. Again. Okay. And uh, so anyway, back to this. Back to this. Um, postcards. Everybody wants to do a postcard. And Rettinger is the postcard king. Uh, you only have 24 square inches of real estate, so and it's really only 16 because eight of it you have to have the address block and things. 
<coughs> so it could get lost. Oversize offers three times the space, right? For pretty close to the same amount of money. Good to think about, right? Um, resist the urge to choose just the cheapest format to save on direct mail costs. As I said, the theme in this article is that we should test and we should keep our costs and our results in perspective with each other. Always matters. Okay, and um, then lastly, and again, should not be last, but it usually is, uh, direct mail data, the list, is probably the most important thing. Um, in the case study, they have another case study. Let's see, this is, the, okay, they said a disciplined strategy solidifies direct mail scalability. It was a travel insurer, and they had a regular discipline approach to try to establish a control and then beat that control. Uh, and they established eight of ten controls uh, over the customer's mailer. And um, the newest control package beat the existing control sales rate by 13%. And these are somewhat deceptive because uh, when you have a big mailer that's been doing it a lot, a long time, and they're putting millions of pieces in the mail, 13% is huge. That's just huge. You know, whereas if you got a little teeny, you know, somebody that's just tried it a little bit and you double the response, it still might not impact the, the business that much if that campaign doubles. So anyway, um, they quote their own creative director. What was the thing I wanted to pull out in there? There was something really important. Oh, oh well. Anyway, um, all right, data is responsible for up to 80% of your response rate, so you really want to have a good list. Oh, one of the things they did, if you look up the case on this one, is they did a lot of, um, they did some data hygiene, and they found out that they had a lot of people that weren't in the right age range for the target that they were looking for, and because they were, I think they were, you know, if you're if you're offering retirement cruises, <laughs> it's... You don't want to send it to high school kids. It's simple as that, right? Maybe they'll hand it along to their parents. That isn't impossible. There's a really famous case where Sports Illustrated, by mistake, bought some ad time on Saturday morning cartoons, and it was one of the most effective uh, ad buys they'd ever had because apparently the, the dads were watching cartoons with the kids while mom slept. That's what we used to do on Saturdays. And um, the dads didn't care about the cartoons, Whereas if they advertise in the middle of a big sports drama, you know, event, um, nobody's going to get up from the phone to go order Sports Illustrated. That would be like completely opposite of what you would tend to do. But in this case, since it wasn't an engaging show, it was sports related. The dads got up and picked up the phone and called in and subscribed. So sometimes, sometimes, you know, Victoria's Secret made a big deal out of mailing. I think this might have been an accident or, or a test where they mailed, you know, like men at work <laughs> who then bought stuff for their for their wives and girlfriends um, or just wanted to, you know, look through the, the uh, attractive catalog. Anyway, they worked really well, and that was a whole new market for them. Um, Land's End got into apparel and swimwear, same thing, kind of, because it used to be just old, salty sailors. Um, they mentioned Every Door Direct, and... Um, they say if you're a, not a high volume mailer, these might actually not work for you. But actually, if you're a very, very small mailer, these are ex excellent. You know, if you've got a little store, uh, this is a great way to start because you can, you know, you can drive around the town and think, 
and think, well, what, you know, where do the nice, where are the nice houses? Let's mail to those kind of thing. And the postal service doesn't just give you by zip code, but gives you the carrier route. And so it does let you have some sense of where you're mailing. So if you're, if you're an ultra small mailer, I think our church does some of these, uh, it, it can work very well. Although, um, you know, if you're, if you're mailing, even if you're mailing like home repair services, uh, you may want to mail a different offer to your customers versus your prospects, in which case every door direct is not for you. Uh, in the UK, I believe they do let you suppress your own customers out of the mailing for acquisition, but uh, in the US, they don't. So instead, you can do a saturation mailing, get almost the same low rates and um, exclude your customers, offer your customers something else, something even better, maybe something more special, but but keep them separate. It's always a good thing. Okay, so anyway, there's Patrick, and he's director of strategy, which is one of those words that we like to use. Have a great day. Like and share. Your friends will know you're smart. Bye-bye.